Welcome to The Grange Point, where we hang out and talk about the latest news in science technology and how they relate to your everyday life. This podcast is brought to you by the Young Scientists of Australia. We're a youth organisation aged 15 to 25 whose work is to promote science to the youth of Australia. This week we find out about some novel ways to help our immune system fight back. Now, antibiotic resistance is a huge issue that the world is trying to tackle. And one way that we can do so is by making smarter proteins and getting them to the right places to help our immune system fight back. Plus, we find out about some innovative cancer vaccines that build on the building blocks established by mRNA vaccines like Pfizer and Moderna. Over the last 10 years, the World Health Organization has been warning the planet, governments and the like, about a global threat facing the planet. And not a pandemic, but rather a slow-moving wave of pandemic. The ever-increasing number of infectious diseases that the 20th century miracle treatment antibiotics is having less and less effectiveness against. The World Health Organization estimates that around 700,000 deaths globally each year can be attributed to these drug-resistant diseases. And and it's expected by 2050, without new treatment types being developed, then that number could be way, way higher. And that's a cause concern for everyone in all countries across the world. And it's why researchers are always looking for new innovative ways to fight back in this arms race against infectious diseases and bacteria. But there's more than one way to skin a cat or more than one way to develop weapons to fight back against these infectious diseases. And that's what researchers from the Australian National University have published in the journal Nature Communications. Lead author on this paper was Shu Feng, who works as part of the John Curtin School of Medical Research at ANU together with researchers like Professor Si Ming Man. So the research group's focus to fight back against these infectious diseases like meningitis, pneumonia and sepsis is instead of relying on new types of drugs to have certain treatments, they're turning their attention instead to proteins. And a number of these immune system proteins like GBP1 and the idea is to adapt them to work more effectively against a range of infectious diseases. And the reason is they're trying to harness the powers of our existing immune system because our immune system is equipped with all kinds of amazing weapons that can destroy germs, foreign bodies, bacteria that enter our body. When our immune system triggers an immune response, it's a defensive process, well, a lot of times it could be releasing all kinds of things into our blood to help fight back. One of those often is certain proteins. Now, depending on which type of protein you can do, well, you can have some pretty amazing effects. For example, these researchers are focusing on guanolite binding proteins, GBPs, and these can be used to directly bind and kill specific types of bacteria. Now, as a concept, this is pretty amazing because they can lay the foundations for development of new types of treatment, not just enhancements on existing ones, but rather new mechanisms entirely. And you could combine them with existing treatments like antibiotics to give doctors new ways to fight back against these types of diseases. Now, the way in which this particular protein group works is basically it comes down and busts open the bacteria, similar to what you would see with like an axe splitting something in two. By essentially destroying the membrane of the bacteria, it means that it bursts will quickly really die off. And this kind of cleavage you can get with this particular protein when it binds directly to the bacteria. And what they're finding is that these GBPs can actually work on a lot of even drug-resistant bacteria. And, for example, bacteria in cases of meningitis, pneumonia, and sepsis. Now, 
you could use it to treat and eliminate these particular diseases without having to rely on antibiotics, which is a good thing. Because again, the less amount of antibiotics we use, the actual less resistance we build up in these diseases in the community. So of course, we want to cut back on antibiotic usage, but at the same time, we also want to improve and come up with new mechanisms. And that's exactly what this protein-based method does. Now, it's a starting study. It could be the foundation of a new way of going after and treating these kinds of diseases, targeting them more directly by using protein-based methods. It's different than what we had before, much in the same way as that mRNA vaccines are a different type of vaccine than what we had traditionally. But they can have some pretty amazing results, as we've just seen in the case of SARS-CoV-2. Now, this is some great research from ANU with lead author Suya Feng, published in the journal Nature Communications. One of the things that researchers have been working on for many years is vaccines that target cancer. Problem is, cancer vaccines are really difficult. One of the things that makes them so difficult is because tumor antigens aren't always as foreign looking or strange looking to your immune system. And that means that your immune system doesn't easily have ways to fight back against them. And thus also, if you wanted to use an immune system boosting vaccine, well, the same trick won't quite work. And that makes it pretty challenging. But one of the techniques that we just spoke about before, mRNA vaccines, like we saw in SARS-CoV-2 from Pfizer and Moderna, these vaccines are pretty powerful in the way they work with a new mechanism method. And they also give a good example for how researchers can repurpose the same techniques and apply them to developing cancer-based vaccines. And there are around 20 or so, at least right now, mRNA cancer vaccine trials in clinical stage today, which is pretty amazing. Now, one of the particular study we're going to look at is published in the Journal of Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences from researchers from Tufts University. Lead author was Xijin Chen. Now, mRNA vaccines are a pretty amazing technique. Now, mRNA technology like this has been around for a while, but the first application and widespread commercial clinical use of them has really taken off with these COVID-pushed vaccines. Now, in this process, what happens is the vaccine delivers mRNA in a tiny little fat molecule bubble that can go in and then fuse with cells in the body. The cells then read this string of mRNA and as a response, actually start to produce viral antigens. These are little small fragments of the virus that then, or instructions that go tell the immune system, hey, get rid of this thing. And that's the way that the vaccine can trigger the immune system response. It's pretty great, one of the challenges with all of these is where that vaccine ends up. Now, one of the challenges that researchers have seen with many of these mRNA cancer vaccine trials at the moment is that, well, the antigens produced by them and the RNA typically ends up in the liver. This makes sense because the liver is the blood cleaner. So anything that's you know put into your bloodstream is going to get processed through the liver. And so you end up with a pretty high concentration in there. Now, that's okay, but the challenge for cancer is that it's not meaning that the antigens get to really, really want them. Not in the liver, but perhaps more rather in the lymphatic system. So the 
antigens produced inside the liver can still make an immune response, but you also run the risk of giving the liver inflammation and damage. So it would be better, obviously, if you get the vaccine and the antigens produced actually directed at the lymphatic cells directly. Often where B and T cells and other immune system cells are concentrated, and they can best learn how to fight off unwelcome intruders. So that's what these researchers in this trial were trying to work on. Researchers like Kyle Bing Hu from the Professor of Biomedical Engineering at Tufts University. By trying to get the vaccine and the antigens it's producing into the right spot inside the lymphatic system, it would be much more effective, and that's really the goal here. So this particular cancer vaccine delivers mRNA, these little tiny little bubbles, these lipids and these lipid nanoparticles are specifically targeted at the lymphatic system. And here they can actually directly train the immune cells, give them the information, the mRNA they need to learn how to fight back against cancers in this case. These researchers have previously worked on gene editing packages that could make lipid nanoparticles to go target the brain and liver, which is pretty useful in gene therapies for everything from helping to improve stuff in the mice models that they tried. Things even like helping the lungs reverse genetic conditions or targeting improvements in the brain and liver function. Now, by using this technique and modifying what they were delivering to be actually delivering mRNA, they found that they could actually tweak the chemistry of these lipid nanoparticles, LNPs, and get the right combination that was able to zero in on a particular organ of interest. In this case, they found a, a type of LNP concentration that would actually really go after the lymph nodes once they were injected subculturally into the mice. So mice model, in this case, they were able to make the little nanoparticles actually find the right organ, in this case, the lymph nodes, and deliver the mRNA vaccine. Now the lymph nodes are something you may be aware of if you've had a particularly nasty infection because they might often swell up and it's an important target in general for vaccine because that's where a lot of our immune response comes from. And in this case for this cancer antigen they're trying to spread, it's one of the important fields of battle against viruses, bacteria and parasites and where the soldiers like B and T cells are trained in the army base, the boot camp that exists there in the lymph nodes. So the key element actually inside the lymph nodes themselves is the dendritic cells and macrophages. These are the things that produce, drain up the antigens, the T and B cells, and help get them ready to work as part of your immune system. So targeting these together in the lymph node and giving them the instructions they need, the mRNA, to help fight back against certain types of cancer is incredibly important. Now what they saw is by getting more of the vaccine and the mRNA through these LPD, these lipid nanoparticles, to the lymph nodes, they're able to increase the effectiveness of the vaccine. Mostly because the cancer vaccine was absorbed way more, about a third more, by the dendritic cells and macrophages. That's hugely more than they were seeing from the traditional vaccine methods. That means that, that the immune response produced in the B and T cells was much, much stronger. And when they tested this with some specific lymph-targeted vaccines to go against certain types of tumors, inhibit the growth or the production of tumors in mice, and particularly they were looking at metastatic melanoma as the cancer that they were trying to target, what they found was that they had a 40% rate of complete response, like no tumors present after the vaccine, and with no reoccurrence in the long term, especially when it was combined with an existing therapy. Now, this is a pretty amazing thing to get these mice into complete remission and stop new tumors from forming. And 
that shows the power of these cancer vaccines. But it also shows the power of the vaccine to have a sustained immune response, an immune memory. And that's what they've really seen with mRNA vaccines. It's really quite an effective treatment to give your immune system the tools it needs to fight back, not just once, but over and over again. And when treating cancer, that's exactly what you need. You're not just trying to stave off one infection, but you're trying to prevent any cancers from reoccurring. So getting an increased cancer vaccine strength and uptake initially is great, but the sustained boost to immune response is even better. And that shows the power of applying mRNA vaccines for use in cancer trials. Great research from Tufts University with lead author Jujin Chen, published in the Journal of the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. This has been the Young Scientists of Australia's podcast, LaGrange Point. From boosting our immune system with proteins that can help split bacteria in half, plus ways to use mRNA vaccines to tackle cancers. Our ending theme was composed by Audio and Head to ysa.org.au for more information about the Young Scientists of Australia.